Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. It's indeed another episode of the podcast that's sweeping the nation. We've been saying that for 51 episodes now. It's One Man's Opinion. I am your host, Jeff Manns. You can find my work over at FantasyGuru.com, EliteFantasy.com, EliteSportsBetting.com. Trust me when I say we have every single nook and cranny of Super Bowl 55 covered between all three of those sites. You can follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Manns. The Jeff Manns on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Remember, at Jeff underscore Manns is on Twitter. People get that confused sometimes, I've been hearing. So make that clear. Today, we're going to preview Super Bowl 55. It's the biggest sporting event of the year. And who better to help me do so than the grumpy one himself? He's got nothing else to do. He's snowed in. It's Ted Schuster, everybody. How are you, Ted? Doing well, yeah. I'm just trying to stop cars from rolling down hills. That's all. Is that – how are you doing in that regard? Have you been able to stop them all so far? Yeah, well, yes. My my daughter tried to park in our – our driveway has a slight slant to it for those oh. uh, don't know. And literally, she parked, and the car started sliding down the hill. Oh, wow. Man, that's bad. Yeah, that I remember those days. Those – uh that's dangerous. Well, I mean, what do you got to do? You just got to chop the ice and put some salt down, I suppose. And yeah, just a little shoveling, yeah, and a little ice. Uh, so, wow. bad stuff. news. Bad news out there in Chicago. Uh, that's for sure. Between you and Rusty. Uh, by the way, I, I realize I have more friends in Chicago than I have family left. Everybody's left Chicago. Yeah. All my family's kind of left. I have my two nephews and a niece. That's about it. Some would, they might be smarter than us. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, I don't know if I'm smarter or not, but uh, I, I know I, I'm enjoying the 75 degree weather. That's for darn sure. But we've got a big sporting event coming up. We delayed the recording this podcast one day to make sure we can get to the, uh, all the latest information from Super Bowl 55 in Tampa Bay Bucks. And Chiefs will talk uh, a lot about this. We'll preview it from a matchup standpoint, a DFS standpoint, a betting standpoint. Ted and I will give our predictions on this game as well. Um, but Ted, let's let's go back. Let's talk about overall. What's your first Super Bowl memory? The first time you recall anything that was named the Super Bowl. Do you remember? Uh, probably, I don't know. Well, this, this Bears probably Super Bowl just because being in Chicago and so 1985, that would probably be the first one. I thought I'm a Bears fan, but uh, everybody else uh, jumped on the bandwagon around here. So uh, you, it would probably be the first one. You talked about this on the Sirius XM show this week. You were saying that everybody in your house was a Bears fan. Is that true? I, I feel like. All but my brother, Chuck. He was, he's not a, well, he's a, oh, Vikings. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I always forget. He always wears the purple his, jersey. His tight purple jersey. <laughs> well, it's gotten tighter over the years. Didn't start out that tight, but then uh, it tightens up as uh, the thicker we all get. I've got some jerseys like that. <laughs> it's got a lot tighter over the years. Um, uh, uh, my first, I, I remember the previous year. Right. Like I remember that year, the super people don't realize, you know what I hate? I hate like TV shows that have flashbacks to like the seventies and shit. And they're like, Oh, Super Bowl Sunday. It's a big day. No, it wasn't like, I mean, it was not the Super Bowl is a massive event now. 
and the commercials are big now and everything halftime shows are big now but none of this shit was big in 1975 like that's the thing that I, I hate when people look back at it the first Super Bowl I remember was the Bears previous year I believe it was the NFC championship game if I'm not mistaken it might have been the, the conference or the divisional but they played the 49ers 49ers kicked their ass and then they went to the Super Bowl against Miami and I remember being disappointed in my dad being disappointed back in, uh, in in that year so that was really the first Super Bowl I remember with Dan Marino in his rookie season for the Miami Dolphins Ted so that was the first one I could recall at least and his one and only wasn't it he never made it back right never made it back no he never did no he never did yeah I know one of those guys a lot of all-time greats that never won a Super Bowl do you think that do you think we overvalue the Super Bowl like as far as like play for quarterbacks or is it a necessary measuring stick because we talked a lot about that Matt Stafford Jared Goff trade on the XM show um and everybody has different thoughts about it right and the one thing I got to say is one of those guys have been to a Super Bowl. One of the guys has never been his three career playoff games. So, I mean, it's can't be the only level of discussion, but quarterbacks are measured on their Super Bowl appearances, aren't they? They are, I think, overly, overly braided on them. But yeah, they are. Um, I mean, there's something to said about making it, but didn't Rex Grossman make a Super Bowl? Um, Joe Flacco made the Super Bowl. Who else? What other, there's plenty of pigs. Trent Dilfer. Oh, Rex Grossman. I mean, shit. There's uh, Jeff yeah. Hostetler. There's a lot of yeah. Oh, the Haas. Oh God, man. There's there's just an absolute ton. Stan Humphreys from the Chargers days. Remember that? I mean, the the Bears Super Bowl in '85 was Steve. Oh, was Tony Eason, and then he got replaced by Steve Grogan in that Super Bowl. You know what I mean? There's been uh, uh, some real randos. Mark Rippon won an MVP for crying out loud for the uh, Washington Redskins back in the day. So yeah, you've had, had some randos in uh, going to Super Bowls. That's for sure. As far as the quarterbacks are concerned, you know what I did, Ted, is I did a, a study. I've been doing a study for a couple of weeks about ever since the golf Stafford trade. And I talked about it on this XM show today. We're recording this on a Thursday for those who listen to both. Um, and I talked about it. Do you, you didn't hear the show, right? I'm, a, I'm hoping. Uh, I heard part of it. Oh, son of a bitch. You probably heard this then, right? Did you hear the intro? Uh, first couple of minutes, probably the first 10, 15 minutes I did. Yeah. All right. Then you heard. Well, the average, the average salary of an NFL starting quarterback. Did you hear that part? Uh, part. I heard you kind of list off some names, but then I, that's where I kind of, I think I had left halfway through that. All right. Well, it's $18 million. So that's the app. That's the app. That's 16th on starting quarterback salary for one. Does that surprise you at all? 18 mil per year, by the way. I guess we average about no, I guess. Cause there's so many guys. I, I remember going, you going through some of the list, which was part I heard and I had to get my kid from school, but yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the guys, I mean, there's just guys make a ridiculous amount of money. That's the biggest thing right now. Kirk cousins, 33 million bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, Carson Wentz, thirty-two million, and he was replaced. Like it's uh, Brian Tannehill, twenty-nine and a half million. But here's the thing: the one thing I gotta say about quarterbacks, and, and not just quarterbacks, just how to build a winning team. There has been so the average salary for a starting quarterback eighteen point five million, roughly. It's like eighteen three seventy, but we'll say eighteen and a half million dollars. We'll go into twenty twenty one numbers. The only there's only been two quarterbacks who have ever 
made it to a Super Bowl that have made more money than that. You realize in the last, I should say this in the last 10 years, because once you get like back to 2008, 2009, you know, salaries go down significantly in the NFL and quarterbacks were making like eight to 10 million. And now they've jumped up. But in the last 10 years, only two quarterbacks. And uh, the second one is this year with Tom Brady making $27 million. Do you realize it's the most money Brady has ever made by a lot in a season? Um, I guess I'm not super stunned because he's kind of, to his credit, deferred money and not taken as much as he could have in the he, past. He did this thing where he took 15 million every year. And then like one year he took like 14, seven and like he got a big payday after their initial wave of Super Bowls. And then he was making like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 million. Uh, and then it just leveled off right around there as the salary cap exploded. He chose to make less, like you said, and every quarterback, every starting quarterback in the Super Bowl over the last 10 years has either been on a rookie contract or they have been Tom Brady, who took less than money. All but two. That's Brady this year and Peyton Manning back in Super Bowl 48. And that was the Super Bowl they got absolutely annihilated, by the way. Now the, the other Super Bowl, Manning in Super Bowl 50, he had actually taken less money. He went down to $18 million from uh, where he was supposed to be making 27 But he did that to help the team. And lo and behold, they won a Super Bowl. You, you see these things, Ted. Uh, Mahomes is only making $10.8 million this year. Next year, he makes $45 million. And my, my point to everybody was like, this idea that the Chiefs are going to be a dynasty, I don't know, Ted. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy making four times as much money. That's going to mean they're going to have to jettison. They're not going to be able to keep some of these de defensive players. They're not going to be able to build up these offensive line. And they're going to be in a lot of trouble trying to build a winning team around Patrick Mahomes going forward. Yeah, it does cause problems. Yeah, because you still have Kelsey and Hill, too. At some point, are you going to let them walk? Or are you going to uh, get to pay them, keep on paying them a crap ton of money? I mean, Tyreek probably doesn't have a contract, does he? I don't think. Uh, I have to look at that. I have not. Uh, he No, he got an extension. I know that. And they paid. They actually paid him earlier than they paid Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, he isn't out after this year. So his cash is a fifth. He makes 15.6 next year. So between Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, they make $60 million. That's a third of the salary cap. You have 50, roughly about 58 other players. You're going to have to pay with only two thirds of your payroll. That's, that's it's, insane. Yeah. That's not ideal. That's their defense is Now they've, I would say their defense is great. They've kind of built it to, suit their offense or they don't like to give up big plays and they make teams grind them out and, and then try and take advantage of turnovers. But yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to pay anybody on the defensive side of the ball. Cause at some point you got to Kelsey's going to need a raise too. So, Oh yeah. Uh, I'd rather have Kelsey than Hill, honestly, but um, I mean, Mahomes is great, but yeah, you better develop the hell out of some offensive linemen when you draft them then, cause you're not going to be able to pay them. Well, it's interesting that both Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, or Tyreek has an out after this year. Ty, or Kelsey has an out after next year. Kelsey's making 12.2 next year. I'm sorry, 13.2 next year, which is up from 9.2 this year. So, yeah, I mean, Kansas City, this is where teams like the Rams, everybody wants to applaud the Rams. It's how you build your team. You're, you're paying Aaron Donald a ton of money. You're paying Jalen Ramsey a ton of money. 
and now you got Matthew Stafford. Now golf's contract was so bad. Everybody, oh, it's so terrible. It's only five and a half million dollars more next year than than uh, Stafford is going to get paid. They're paying twenty seven million dollars to Stafford as opposed to thirty two and, and change for uh, for Jared Goff there, Ted. So I mean, yeah, it's not a huge. Yeah, pretty much. It's that's the funny thing with these. You, I don't know if, what you call them elite quarterbacks. But some of these guys get paid. They're all. A lot of them get paid around $30 million yeah. and they're above average QBs. And what it's shocker to these, not even say they're above average, a lot of them are average QBs that these, those teams are can't win playoff games because they just don't have the horses because they're overpaying for a quarterback. They are. So you look at that Super Bowl 55, you know, Brady, 27 million Mahomes, 10.8 last year, Mahomes was on his rookie deal, made over seven, just over 7 million. Jimmy Garoppolo made 17 million. Remember, he goes up through the roof. He makes 27 million, 27 and a half million next year. Only 17, though, last year, which is why the 49ers. This is why you see these teams rise and then fall. And then uh, the year before, it was Jared Goff on his rookie deal. And then you had Tom Brady making 15 million. Super Bowl 52, the year before, Carson Wentz. He was on his rookie deal. Now, he didn't play. It was Nick Foles making $3 million bucks only against Tom Brady, who was once again making 15. The year before, Brady made 14.7. Matt Ryan was making $15 million that year. That's the year he won MVP, and they got a huge, massive extension at the end of it. The year before that, Cam Newton on his rookie deal. He was against Peyton Manning, who only made $18 million, took a pay cut, uh, going into the 2015 season, which wound up being his swan song in the year he won the Super Bowl. The year before that, Russell Wilson was on his rookie deal. Tom Brady, $18 million he, he made. That was one of his highest uh, – uh, That was he had a bunch of bonuses with the Patriots to hit that $18 because it was only $15 million in regular money. The year before that, Russell Wilson, again, rookie contract against Manning, Peyton Manning, who was, did get paid $25 million the year before that. Both Colin Kaepernick uh, and Joe Flacco on the rookie contracts. Flacco technically wasn't a rookie contract. He was making $9 million. It was a brief extension, uh, basically a sixth-year exemption for Flacco that he won that deal. Remember, he got paid, and he did nothing, and it set the Ravens back. Brady, the year before, $16 million. Eli Manning made $9 million. The year before that, Aaron Rodgers on his rookie contract, $6 million. Ben Roethlisberger only made ten in uh, 2010 in Super Bowl Forty Five. So there is yet to be – I mean, Brady's the first one, really. Uh, I guess Peyton Manning, too. Very rarely, and these you would say these are two of the best quarterbacks of their generation. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to pay a quarterback 30, 40, and, and Mahomes gets maybe almost 50 million that he'll make some of these years and under his next 10 year contract. Paying them this much money is going to really prohibit what you do with the rest of your team. And I think football, as important as it is it, to pay the quarterback, Ted, it's not the NBA. Like when you have LeBron James, all right, pay him hundred mil, whatever. He makes that difference. Quarterbacks make a difference, but I don't think they make this significant. I don't think they're worth a quarter to a third of your payroll. I don't think so either. I mean, you've got to find a balance there. The quarterbacks got to understand that too. I think they've got to understand that there's, they're limiting well, they, their agents got to understand that. Well, know. yeah. Well, the agent doesn't care because he just wants to get paid. They're like, yeah. oh, I'm taking all this money. So um, that's the issue is 
the agents just want they they'll take the the cash grab. But then what happens in six seven years uh, when he's hurt because he's it's, getting pounded on because he has no offensive line and he's already shown the grab. They haven't turned out to be catastrophic injuries, but freak injuries like he gets hurts his leg, dislocates his kneecap, whatever he did on a QB sneak, and then gets like knocked out on a slight little chokehold. I mean, that's, yeah. that tells me that there's problems coming. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, 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 there's always a problem, you know, always something that can happen. Concussions, knee injuries, foot injuries. I mean, these are, these are problems. It really matters. Like this is where like the draft picks people are like, Oh, draft picks don't matter. They do though, man. They do. I mean, the first round you, you may miss that's absolute, but if you land a quarterback that develops into, he doesn't have to be Mahomes, really. He just, I mean, rookie contract like Goff, like Ryan, like Cam, like Wentz, Russell Wilson's one of the best ever, you know, ever. But you, you, one of those guys in year two, three, or four of their contract to hit a level and to build a team around him, while you're only paying them between you know six and eight million dollars, that's where you win. That's when your team is at its peak and then you have to pay them. And then every, all the other players on the team have to go elsewhere. Like that's the way to go. And Lamar Jackson, you know, how much do you think Lamar Jackson makes Ted? How much do you think he's going to make next year when he gets a raise? I think I heard you say it. Oh uh, yeah. Cause it's a 2.8, 2.3. Yeah. 2.3 because he was second. He was technically a second round. Or he was late first round. I can't he was remember. the last pick of the first round, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's great for building the rest of your franchise. I mean, he, but they talked about wanting to pay him too. So, you know, he's going to get 35 million plus two quarterbacks that will make more money than Lamar Jack. If things stay the same, by the way, two quarterbacks that will make, by the way, Drew Locke, 1.7 million. Wow. You know, I mean, that's, that's insane. Jeff Driscoll will make 2.5 million next year. Ted. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll, of the Broncos, Jordan love will make $3.09 million. First round draft pick drafted ahead of where Lamar Jackson was a year later. So the, the number is higher. That's again, you get a guy like Lamar Jackson, you get him in, in a rookie deal, especially if you get, if you take him first overall, they're going to make eight to $9 million in 2021. Okay. And that's a, an amazing deal at first overall. If you get him 15th or later overall, you're going to pay him three, you know, one to 3 million bucks for the next five years. You control him. That's the fucking way to do it. That's how you build these teams. Well, the issue becomes is these these teams all want to reach for the quarterback, but when you reach for the quarterback, you also overpay the quarterback. Yeah. So they're the more volatile on their on their success rate, and then you're still paying them probably 10, 15 spots of where maybe even around above where they were supposed to go in their true value. So not only of the risk of that, you're the risk of uh, screwed up your payroll, like they did yeah. with Mitch Trubisky, but. Well, I mean, that's where Mahomes what was the eighth overall. He made 2.9, 3.7, million last year when he won the Super Bowl. And that's what they gave him the bump this year, only though to 10.8. You know, and then next year it starts all of it. You know, the next year begins uh, uh, 45 million, and then he gets up to um, uh, uh, 45 million. Then he goes to. 59 million holy shit good <laughs> fucking good luck in two years then he gives back down 40.4 37.9 41.9 41.9 59.9 9, 
in 2027, 44, 44, 50.4, 52.4. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. That, that's fucking insanity. So you know, much money. Yeah, <laughs> It's just so much money. And I mean, worth it, sure. But I mean, the difference that he has to make compared to the other quarterbacks are just purely insane to me. But um, I digress with that. Um, so that's something that we're working on. We'll have that over at fantasyguru.com. We'll talk a lot about that as we get into the NFL draft and the free agency and the trade market season. I'm sure there'll be more quarterbacks and more players, obviously, changing hands there as well. But we do have Super Bowl 55 on the on our mind. Uh, this whole week on SiriusXM, Ted, we've been talking about everything Super Bowl. What's the greatest Super Bowl performance that you could remember? Um, Terrell Owens, playing oh, on a broken leg. Broken leg. That's, that's got to be the best for me. Yeah, that's uh, that's a hard one to get past, and then getting blamed for somehow like yeah. he he was at fault for something. Um, that I you know, Don McNabb skated on that one, while Terrell Owens became vilified and all that. Um, I mean, there's a lot. I do recent memory like Von Miller. Von Miller in Super Bowl 50, that one that Peyton Manning won, like he was an absolute dynamo. And against Cam Newton, you know, at the height of his career, I th- I thought that was just dynamic, an amazing performance right there. We know the the uh, number one fantasy scorer of all time, James White, in the Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons. What was that, 52? 51, Super Bowl 51, when they came back from a 28 to 3 deficit. James White was a maniac. Didn't even win the fucking MVP, which I felt was just crazy. You know, really crazy um, to me. What's, uh, how about Super Bowl memories, Ted Schuster? You and I, I mean, we used to have Super Bowl parties all the time. Those were always a blast. I talked about it on the coffee video at Jeff underscore man's every weekday uh, on my Twitter feed around 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I talked fantasy football in a car getting coffee. I talked about my house before a Super Bowl used to be like uh, like a drug house or something. There would be thousands of dollars in cash being swapped back and forth. Bats, squares, strip cards. And we play poker at times. There, there was just like money everywhere and so many bets and pools. Felt like I was like Tony Montana or something. Well, yeah, it was payday too for the fantasy football league. So that, that had a lot to do with it. So you had everybody's winnings right. there when back when the day yes. when people all showed up so everybody had to, everybody had cash well at least <laughs> half the people had cash because of how we Your do try and have a balanced payout schedule so people normally had money on hand which helps that's a good point i forgot about that yeah we paid out the, the our fancy football leagues so everybody, everybody just reinvested into the ecosystem which is all these different pools uh as well i'll never forget the one where um uh, when the Bears went to the Super Bowl in 06, is 07 Super Bowl 41, and you the Colts versus the Bears, and you painted your face blue and white. What, like, that was insane. I had no idea you were doing that. You just rolled into the, pop, the, the party with blue and white face paint. What were you thinking? Uh, just I knew I was hanging out with a bunch of Bears fans, and I wanted to irritate them, so... I just, I hate the bears. I mean, I don't say I hate the bears. I don't, I just don't like hearing about it and being in Chicago. It's 
all you hear about because there's so many Fairweather fans that complain and blah, blah, blah. And then they finally were good. And then it's fun to kind of antagonize the crowd. And I, ironically enough, I remember painting my face. I remember going, the, the kickoff was about to happen. I didn't realize it was starting already. And then I, I went to have a cigarette. I didn't even know the kickoff return by Devin Hester happened until I heard people screaming. I was like, what the fuck? I just really? Came. Yeah. Oh, that's I right. Was, I think you've told me that before. You, you weren't even in the room. inside. Yeah. Holy I was shit. smoking when it happened. And I was like, God damn it. So like, what the hell happened? I was like, and I see that. I'm going to have to come into that crap. I was like, great. We, uh, we used to do like the majority. We, we that day, it was the biggest party ever. Cause the bears were in it. And I, I we like, 70 people in my house we had like all three floors had the game on you know a two-story home and i had a basement that was finished in that house and we i was in the basement and all that and i remember when that happened that i my whole house shook and i only time in my life i thought and i've been in fucking tornadoes before i ever felt like this house may fall like this is this may fall down it shook like 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 the fucking Clydesdales were coming through the upstairs I'm like holy shit that was uh, that's something that I'll never forget for sure that's yeah, it garbage it was great haven't, I loved haven't it. hear that so I love that and then the rest of the game didn't work out that was the only Super Bowl that's ever rained too you notice that like that was like a rainy dreary, yeah it was yeah weird wet fucking... football all the time yeah it was the Bears kind of hung around because of that yeah, well, I mean, they were up. I think they were up fourteen nothing or something at the one point. And uh, um, I don't, I don't even. I, I, was it Joseph Adai that did all the damage? Like Peyton Man didn't even have a good game in that one. They just sort of won. I think oh, it was Rex Grossman throwing interceptions, throw two interceptions, and that's really what the that changed the entire complexity of the game. Kelvin Hayden, 56 yard interception. And I remember that now in the fourth quarter that took a 22, 17 game and turned into a 29, 17, which was the final. That was that I wasn't that mad at, surprisingly at that because I really wanted Peyton Manning to win a super bowl. So I was yeah, pretty that, happy about that. Yeah. Cause everybody likes the crap on me. That's where it, that's the other thing about super bowls and, and, and that when you're like compared Manning to Brady and how that all works out is people like the crap crap on, on Manning. Cause I mean, the coaching is far significantly different uh, between the, I mean, I don't care what anybody says, whether it's Caldwell or Dungy was, is probably one of the, I mean, he's a super nice guy, great character guy, blah, blah, blah. One of the more overrated head coaches of all time. Tony Dungy, right? Yeah. 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 Bad broadcaster too. Oh, horrific Just broadcaster. So bad. Like, uh, Lord, um, it's almost, it's depressing how bad he is in, in that regard. Um, other Super Bowl memories, like in, uh, um, take it, you, you know, you're one of those weirdos. You hate like the pop culture-ness. It's weird. You'll watch Sunday football like all fucking day, but you, for some reason, like hate the Super Bowl or you, you just don't like, you don't, why don't you like things other people like? Do you, do you realize that about yourself that you just don't like things other people do? Well, the Super Bowl, I guess, specifically becomes it's people that act. I don't know. Maybe because I don't like watching football, with people that don't know football. That's part of the problem. So you're stuck watching football with people who have no idea really what they're watching. So I hate to not to belittle people. community. <laughs> <laughs> that too. A lot of people there. Yeah. They don't it's know. It's just, 
it's just not, I don't know, it's just not enjoyable because I don't like, I don't like listening to bad takes. It's like, and this is terrible to say, like when I, my kids play sports, I'm not the coach. Like I like to be the scorekeeper. I'll volunteer to be a scorekeeper for the team. Yeah. yeah. Just so I don't have to sit in the stands and listen to idiotic takes because I just can't take it. I just, um, I, I just want to pull my freaking hair up. Like you have no, you, they either don't know the rules. They don't know, they just don't know what the play should be doing or it just, pull, I pull my hair out. So the less I hear, of them talking, the unknowledgeable people is the less frustrated I get. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the pomp and circumstance around it. I like other people being involved, but I guess, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I'm like you on a normal basis. And like, I don't like people every other day. I don't want people to come out on football who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like it does drive me crazy, but I, I put it aside on Super Bowl. I know it's going to be, you're going to have weird takes and shitty takes and like, uh, you know, people don't really know what they're doing. I don't, I don't mind it as much, I guess. I don't know. It's interesting. You don't like like the commercial aspect or the halftime um, no. shows. Halftime's too long. I love it. I love it. I like the, I like the fact that it's a whole production. You know what I mean? I, I really like it. Well, it's all pre-recorded. It's I don't know. I just don't. I, I don't get into that. <laughs> you don't it's get not it. live. Everybody thinks it's live. They're an idiot. What do you mean and live? They, like everybody they, complains about the lip syncing. Yeah, no oh, shit. Yeah, That's course. what they do every year. And yet, the, it's still people talk about it all the time. That's like that they always lip synced. Why do you complain about it? You know, I came out, I hit something the other day. I forgot when it was, but I know you weren't on the show. I'm like, I wonder, you have a weird, many, many weird things about you. But one weird thing is that like singing, you really don't like anything bad singing and stuff. Do you, no. do you know why, why it affects you so much? Have you ever? <laughs> I don't know. I can't sing. So that's part of it. Maybe. And I don't try and sing like she never, she'll never listen to this podcast. So my wife will sing and she's horrible because uh, she'll put on like, she'll put on like the, uh, the AirPods and just like, you know, be singing, like she'll be clean. Like it, when she cleans music, stuff. I'm sure. And I'm like, listening to Ed fucking Sharon or some bullshit. Like that. And I'm just like, please stop singing. And I'm like, it doesn't sound good. I'm like, stop. I we can't should- stand it. Would you be opposed to doing live therapy ses- sessions? Would she? No, or you. Me? Oh, I don't need a therapy. I don't need. No, therapy. you need therapy. There's no doubt about that. Yes, hundred percent, you need therapy. Oh, someone yeah. tell me, I, need, I probably should read more Tony Robbins books, right? No, Tony Robbins. <laughs> no, Mr. Positivity. Uh, power of positive thinking is not a bad thing to to look, but I don't think I don't not, I'm not that person that oh flip everything upside down. No, you know that I'm as negative as people, and I'm pretty negative at times. You no, know, I wonder about this though. <laughs> Your dad's a really good singer. Your dad's like a super good singer. I just made this connection like recently, and I'm like, I wonder if that's why Ted cannot stand off-key singing like you really hate it like uh, you can't listen to it like it really bothers it's like you know for me i i like styrofoam i can't stand it like makes my tongue like i can't stand you know <laughs> nails on chalkboard is the famous one a lot of people don't like styrofoam or the uh what's it the uh, owens corning insulation and shit to you though it's like bad singing it make I've seen you have visceral reactions to like somebody just saying a few bars of a random song. 
Yeah, I mean, my dad can't sing. My mom actually wasn't bad either. My sister, well, maybe my sister helped with it because she's terrible. My younger sister, Tara, uh -huh. she's a horrific singer. Um, so maybe that doesn't help. I don't, nobody else, my my siblings are really were big into singing, but my parents were. But yeah, yeah. they had decent decent voices. I don't know. Like, and then I got like my the one person that my daughter I actually think has a decent voice, but she won't sing. So. It's I try and push her to and she won't do it. Really? But, you push her to sing? Yeah, because I think she there is something there, but she won't. She's too passive. You've met, you know her well enough to know yeah, she's yeah. very quiet, not one to uh, be vocal. So, yeah, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Wow. I, just, I, don't, I hate bad singing. It's, it <laughs> burns it's my ears. It's so wild. It, it's, it's funny. That's why, like, other, like, just side note on music, like, I can't stand pink what what i mean <laughs> the artist pink yes because she'll like sing songs and people are like oh she's got a good voice no she doesn't have a good voice you it's... don't think pink has a good voice no i don't she's I an average she's voice i think she's, she's got a lot voice. of training well maybe but she's got a, i think she has got a good voice no. i'm trying i honestly like pink is one of those every now and then i know she does like a trapeze act like, I know that. I can't even tell you a, a pink song. I'm trying to think of it. I keep thinking of Katy Perry songs. <laughs> I'm like, kiss the girl. No, that's oh, She's got a bad voice, too. Um, oh, Katy Perry. Absolutely. We know that. Um, I don't, I can't think of a fucking single pink song. Well, she did that. Up. What is it? That, you know, I'm sure you've seen this because you guys are in the, the Greatest Showman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. She does movie. a remake of that song from the movie. That the like the younger kid I sings. Oh, I can't yeah. remember the name of it. But. Yeah, I don't like that. I probably don't like that. I've never heard it, but I like the Great Showman. My daughters love that movie, so I, that's one I like. Actually, don't mind that one. I actually don't hate that one, believe it or not. Wow, really? <laughs> Holy shit! I was just waiting for you to pounce on that. I thought for sure you'd be uh, you'd be all over that shit. Fucking death. <laughs> such a mess. So the things you don't like, it's just uh, that would be a great show too. We should do that someday. The shows or the things Ted doesn't like. What's the number one thing you think you don't like? Uh, that I don't like. Yeah. Stupid people. <laughs> people. Maybe we just say people in general. I think that I could would... say people. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, I don't know. Because you hate lots of things about lots of the, you just, yeah, that's like that probably would be fair. Um, let's, we're going to get into a little bit more of this matchup with the uh, Bucks and the Chiefs as well. Uh, let's do this though. There's a couple of questions. So I've been doing this segment when I'm on the Sirius XM show. It's my favorite segment now. It, next to haterade i do love haterade but it's ask man's anything and it's starting to like get like dozens of questions every single time we can't get to some so i want to do some i'm going to read some of these questions that i didn't see while on the show and that phil never asked me and then you and i will respond how do you think what do you think about that sounds good one of the questions that i was asked actually was who do i despise the most in the in the fantasy industry and that wow. was like yeah. I mean, there's only, there's only really like, I'm not, I didn't say the name, but I'm um, like, there's one, only one person really. Well, there's several I do at this point. I know, but I, <laughs> uh, I just couldn't do it. Here's one that actually they asked you, has Ted ever been addressed as Ted, Ted Smith Schuster? And if not, am I the first? That person will be the first. I don't even know what that means. Like Juju. Oh, 
Yeah. No, Schuster. We said, you know, lots of Juju Smith Schuster, Ted Schuster things, but no, not never that one. Um, let's see here. If you have to pee in the middle of the night, should you turn the lights on to aim or just sit down and keep the lights off to keep your other half asleep? Uh, I bring my phone to the bathroom and use the phone light actually. Oh, there you go. That's not a bad idea. It's not as bright. Yeah. I, 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 at this point, I just know the whole walk. Like I know, I know. You're, you only sleep for like four hours a day anyway. So your chances are you're not getting up to go to the bathroom anyway. Oh no, I never get up in the middle of the night. No, no never, 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 ne- literally never just go right before I, uh, I go to bed for, yeah, my four hour shift right there um what else other than your bears which team or teams would you like to see win a super bowl that's all i think now they're forcing you and me to be more upbeat and which teams that we think we would like to see win a super bowl what teams Um, would you like to see ted i don't know if there's teams per se as players or certain players like to see all right well what what players would you like to see deshaun watson i think would be great um, with that preferably on the bears that would be wonderful <laughs> never gonna happen um i would i, I want to see cam newton win one honestly yeah i think like man i was i was really hopeful this year that he would have a big bounce back but i, I think he i worry about i don't know if his career's not over ted it's possible yeah i mean he didn't I, he looked i don't know we saw old cam the first three four weeks and then it just fell apart he hit he got COVID, and COVID and I don't know. I mean, that team in general, there's a lot of quitting on that team to begin with. I mean, six or seven guys opted out or eight, whatever it ended up being. Nine, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of quitting on that team to begin with. I, I do wonder whether the Belichick way is getting old. Um, they get less and less players that want to tolerate that. I mean, I know, like, supposedly Stafford, that was the one team he wouldn't go to was the Patriots. Um not that Stafford's a complete judge and all and be all, but you still hear more. You're hearing more and more rumblings about they just they don't want the the, the more, today's that was more about Patricia though than it was. Belichick. Yeah, but I just feel like there's today's athlete. The board, I mean, they want to win, but it gets to the point where they don't want to tolerate being belittled. And- right. And well, you have to. I mean, you have to do it their way, and that's the thing. They had the leader in Tom Brady that did it Belichick's way. You know what I mean? Like players, especially young players will look to veteran players, veteran players, look up to coaches, coaches to front office, you know, front office to owner. I mean, that's why the hierarchy, the systems are important. You need to have leaders sort of at every step, somebody to collect these personalities and these players and sort through them. And Tom Brady was the on the field captain for years and years to taking such a dramatic, I mean, he should have been making $30 million a year for the last 10 years, you know, just based on production alone. And he's making half that to make the team better. That shows everybody. All right. Well, Brady's only making this. I'll, I don't mind making less. I he's working every single day, practicing every day. I'll do practice every day. That shit is contagious. We know that from elite man. We know that for elite. Who do I despise? These fucking guys who used to be here never want to work. Like that's who, that's who I didn't respect. That's what I don't respect. It's and um, those it catches on because then other people come in like, well, that fucker, 
He's doing half-hour live streams. I'm going to do half-hour live streams. His article is just a list of players. I'm going to do a list of players. And that shit's contagious. So I think that that's the missing ingredient right now in New England. They need that leader, that on-the-field leader. They just don't have it anymore without Brady. That was the problem. Yeah, I mean, I, it's one thing I, I will – I don't think Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, but I think he's been very fortunate um, over his career as well. But to, to what he was, especially when you see those pictures of him at the Combine, to what he is now is amazing. The fact that he's worked as hard as he had to stay as in great physical shape as he is currently. I mean, even comparing to Peyton Manning, for instance, Peyton Manning had the injury, but we I make fun of his arm strength, but it's still better than most – I mean, look at the other Drew Brees, the other old guy, those guys completely lost their arm strength. At least Brady has kept some of it uh, in comparison to the other old guys. Yeah. I mean, he, he had what he's doing at that age is insane. I, I look back at myself all the time and I'm like, God damn, was I just like a, gr- I either was in tremendous shape for a long period of time or like probably the illness that I had, the cancer and stuff took so much out of me because I, I'm telling you, I can't even, fucking fathom it like the idea the pure idea of like a full training camp season like i'm i'm exhausted i'm exhausted talking fantasy through it i couldn't even imagine at 43 doing it at 25 though huh? five you know I, that could be good but i could run through the motions you know, I, I don't know, man. I, are you like that? I know you still work out more. I don't work out hardly. I've never all. worked out my life until the last 18 months, but um, so yeah, I mean, new to you. yeah. So being in shape, I mean, I mean, I played basketball in high school, but I mean, and we played a lot when we were in our late teens, early twenties, but it's not something that I've ever been a, uh, a great athlete. So I've, I've worked out more on a regular basis in the last 18 months than I ever have in my life. And it's, it's, I mean, it's still sore. You get sore every single time. I mean, you definitely don't have the same wind, but then I, not to compare myself to other people at the gym, and I'm still fat, a slob that needs to lose weight, but I feel like I actually have better endurance than some of the other people. So I'm proud of that. Yeah. I mean, shit, I've given up. I'll be honest. Like I've given, I'm not even going to try. I used to do a hundred pushups, hundred sit-ups every night up until well into my thirties. Like that was something I did as a kid and you know, cause I never slept. Right. So like, I used to do all weird shit. My insomnia resulted in me, uh, you know, between sports, getting into video games, getting in building computers. I learned the guitar and bass for years. I used to work out at that, those hours. Like I used to do all this shit. Now I just write fucking cash game articles and stuff. But I've like, I'm like, you know what? I'm just never going to get there. I'm done. I'm like, I'm not going to be like the 50 year old ripped guy. I'm just not doing it. I don't think I'll ever be the 50. I'll never be the 50 year old ripped guy. The only reason I, is I, I don't enjoy working out whatsoever. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> I just, I, my mom died at age 50. My dad has a uh, history of heart issues. I just don't want to die. Uh, yeah. That's, I do it for Not my dying kids. is a, is that's the fucking greatest excuse ever because that's the perfect. Yeah. I don't want to die. You could end it right there. That, yeah. I do it for my kids. It's the only reason I do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, cannot argue with that. I mean, that's the, that's the reason to do it. I eat better and it's not like I'm you know, terrible. I just, I'm getting fatter. My brother pointed that out the other day. He's like, what are you? <laughs> My brother's 61 years old and he weighs 145 pounds, but he, he, was, he used to be like six foot tall. Now he's like five ten. Like he's, you know, it's this. He's always naturally been a rail though. 
he always, always, like always been a rail. It's it's weird. Um, but yeah, he pointed out, he's like, oh, you, you're real fat, aren't you? What, you, you 200 pounds? I go, Frank, I've been, I've been like 210 pounds since I was in high school. What are you talking about? I'm like 220 now, but you know, I've, I've been over 200 pounds for years. He's like, Whoa, my God, like to him, it's insane. And, it's uh, like people telling you you're fat. It's, it's always the greatest feeling in the world. Dude, it's, it's not my family. That's what I talk about. Like my family, just these people are fucking savages. They don't care. They cut right to my nephew's visiting from Chicago. Uh, and my brother, again, I guess my brother's just an asshole. But he first thing he said, oh, you're getting some weight, huh? He, I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Who talks like that? I'm like, I start realizing the more I'm around the family. I'm like, wow, this is why I am the way I am. Turns <laughs> into a haterade episode. No shit. Oh, he'd be probably fantastic uh coming up with hater age for look at you getting fatter i'm like yeah I mean, i've never really been fat in my entire life but i am you know probably now and uh you know, it is what it is you know looking as long as i'm healthy like and i do the blood work and all that stuff so like I, as long as that comes back good i'm cancer like you said i don't give a fuck i do want to stay alive <laughs> that that is for sure um, another question here and ask me anything it goes into our super bowl uh discussion do you think tampa bay moves their cornerback uh, carlton davis away from tyree kill tries to use jamal dean paired with maybe antoine winfield over the top and can that stop tyree kill ted these two teams played uh back in week 12 it was it will be 70 days to the day that these two play, played in uh, week 12. And at that point, Tampa Bay was just seven and four going into this one, uh, into this early season game. And I'll tell you, I've rewatched this game five times. Tyree Kill clowned Carlton Davis. He sent Carlton Day. I don't think if you ask me the history of domination, the history of sports, pure domination. I think this would make my top five all time. Like th they went fucking at this guy. And Carlton Davis was a top eight corner, according to Pro Football Focus, going into this game. And Tyreek Hill, along with Mahomes, clowned his ass. They went five for 196 in the first quarter, including 75-yard and 44-yard touchdowns. Carlton Davis never recovered. The rest of the year, he's been kind of shady. Well, that's pretty common with any cornerback, really, that they're always overhyped. But, yeah, I mean, he got destroyed. I I mean, I watched it even last week, and I don't know why the Packers – or two weeks ago, when the Packers didn't take advantage of it. I mean, you watch him try and line up one-on-one on, -one on Devontae Adams, and he schooled him every single fucking time. I don't know why Adams didn't get the ball more, but I know there was more help behind that. But they play a lot of man on Adams, and he just make one move, and he's by it. He smokes him. So, he just – he's overrated. That probably won't because it seems like they still think he's that good. Uh, but that's where I think that's going to be a big problem for the Bucks. Is you just got to try and find a way to. The smart thing is you got to limit those big plays, keep everything underneath, and just hope they make mistakes. Uh, the offensive line is banged up for the Chiefs. Uh, that's the only reason I don't think the Chiefs win by three touchdowns is because their offensive line is banged up. Yeah, I mean, you get a guy, you know, the um, uh, Goddamn, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. The backup center who actually is Kilgore, who's been playing quite a bit. He's been playing right guard and Wisniewski's been down. Um, you know, they've kind of had a rotation at right guard all year. So him being out would hurt. Now he's not practicing because of the COVID-19. He doesn't have it though. So he should be good to, for this game, but 
if he's not, thins it out even more. And they're one injury away from uh, some real trouble potentially in, along that offense line. I think this, I don't think there's any way possible Tampa Bay could let that happen again. Meaning the, this is why I can't see anything but a Kansas city victory. It's not that, you know, Tampa Bay's a bad team or underperformed. They, they have plenty of horses to win a Super Bowl. This matchup though, specifically is just death. It's the, what they can't handle. And that is so much speed, speed everywhere. And that's a Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay needs to pull you and push you and fuck around in the secondary. And their, their defensive line plays very aggressive and fucks around and is strong and stops the run. But Kansas City just needs to get by you. And then they're gone. And that's what I, I don't think there's any way they don't play brackets on, on Tyree kill, which just opens it up for Watkins, Hardman, Kelsey. Cause you have to double either Kelsey or Tyreek. If you try to do both of them, I think you're in a lot of trouble with either Watkins or Miko Hardman. So I don't think you're going to be able to double both, but they have to put somebody over Tyreek simply. You, you just can't, if you allow Tyreek Hill to go for another 200 yards against you. I mean, that, that's a psychological, you'll never be able to take the field against them again. That's like psychologically devastating. Yeah. They've been, they've been riding the horses. Those two both have hundred yards each receiving in each of the first two playoff games. And I think they'll yeah. try and do the same. Uh, I think, I know you talked about Watkins in your article. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Hardman's the guy to watch. I, I wonder how much hard Watkins is going to be involved because I kind of picked up on a trend because it hurt, happened to Hardman too when he was out sick or something early in the year. If you don't practice for Andy Reid at receiver, he doesn't seem to be playing you. So that's my concern with Watkins. But I think we'll see. Like I said, the speed of Hardman is going to be going to be a factor too. That's yeah. You put both of those guys in the field. I mean, everybody loves and obsessed with how fast Tyreek Hill is, but there, he's not. He, there's ten other guys j- just as fast. I well, Hardman's just as fast. Yeah, but everybody's sure. just everything's Hill can't be beat. And like he's the fastest guy you've ever seen. No, I mean, put him. A, I'd like to see him in Metcalf sprint. I mean, get Metcalf yeah. going, and he's probably faster. It so. depends how long. Yeah, long distance Metcalf's going to destroy him. But short, I mean, it's hard. Tyreek's he is like a, a joystick, but Mikko Hardman's right there too. It's tough when you break down Hardman versus Watkins. I know what you're saying, but I think Watkins Watkins never practices. He's always hurt. And every time he comes back, they do play him. Now, this is yeah. kind of an extended period of time. They do it at running back. Andy Reid won't let a running back on the field that hasn't practiced. But at receiver, he will do it a little bit more than um, than with the running backs. And I don't know, Watkins plays ahead of him, and Demarcus Robinson plays ahead of him. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I don't I think don't Robinson plays much this week. I'll say that. I don't. You'll see way more Hardman than Robinson this week. See, I don't think uh, Robinson has been able to practice all week. I know, but that it's just with because of a fake COVID test or not fake, but well, I mean, he's on the he exposure. is a, yeah exposure at the barber shop. I mean, that's the only reason. I don't think that really means that much. You know, what I mean, there's no symptoms, no te- no positive test. I don't. I think Demarcus Robinson's the third wide receiver in this offense when you know when Watkins is there. When Watkins isn't, that's when Hardman's been Hardman's been balling with Watkins out, where Hardman's been number two. 
but now he's, he's going from two to four, which I don't know. I still like Hardman because it's a showdown slate. Still do like him, but it's that doesn't, you can, you're not going to get a lot of touches. He's going to have to make a big play. Absolutely capable of doing it, but you're just not going to get any kind of volume out of Hardman. No, not likely. I mean, I, I think the, the build I liked it, I'm going to play all three of the big boys and, and fill in is my ideal build, I think. But, um, well, but when do, you say the three big guys who are you? Kelsey playing? Hill and Mahomes. Right. And then I'm just um, going to find squeeze in value. Yeah. Somewhere. What, what do you do with like the captain spot or champion spot? You, by the way, uh, I did you know I put a thousand dollars of my own money into super draft contests for the elite mafia this week? No, look at you. Look at me. Yeah, I did it. And then super draft, I mean, super draft put, I wanted to do it. And then they said, all right, well, we'll add 4,000 of our own. We're like, all right, well, so now it's a $5,000 contest for everybody to go over there. And uh, it does cost 10 bucks to get it. So, but it's $5,000 guaranteed. And there's not going to be nearly as much yeah. as that as an entry. It's not even going to be close. So it's really one of the best returns you're going to get. Their million dollar contest is phenomenal too, but that's a $4,000 entry. And I, not a lot of people are going to be joining that one. <laughs> I, I not the average. Yeah. The average person is going to just jump on board and definitely not. But so who do you like in the captain's chair? You and I have talked about this um, before. Do you like Mahomes? I mean, Mahomes is the logical choice. He's the quarterback. He, he could make big plays to any one of these other options. But as we broke down on our Tuesday Sirius XM show, when you talk about all-time performances and the best, the you know, biggest games, only one of the top 10 all-time, actually one of the top 13 of all-time was a quarterback in Super Bowl history as far as fantasy production. So Yeah, I would I, – my gut tells me to do Tyreek Hill. He's got the highest upside of any player in the slate. Um, and like I said, like you illustrated with the top 15, 16 performances of all time, there are like two or three of them are quarterbacks, so – you're going to, they're going to be positioned. It's going to be a position player that has the best chance to explode and win you the big money. So not that Mahomes can't be the leading scorer, but I think yeah. Tyreek is the best play out there. Overall, by the way, if you want to know the top uh, all-time fantasy performances, James White, Super Bowl 51, scored 47.9 points. That's the highest fantasy total in Super Bowl history. Jerry Rice, Super Bowl 29, 42.9 points. Steve Young, Super Bowl 29, only quarterback on the list, 41.9 points, was the third all-time highest scoring uh, a total. Ricky Sanders, no, not our DFS NBA guy. Super Bowl 22 at 40.3 points for the Washington Redskins. Jerry Rice, who's on this list a lot. Super Bowl 24 had 39.8 points, fifth most all-time. Uh, tie at the sixth spot, Roger Craig, running back for the San Francisco 49ers, Super Bowl 19, 38.5 points. Uh, was tied with Jerry Rice at Super Bowl 23, both having 38.5 fantasy points in uh, in their games. Terrell Davis, the Broncos, Super Bowl 32, 36.5 points. Had the eighth most fantasy points all time. Marcus Allen, Super Bowl 18, 34.9 fantasy points. Timmy Smith, Super Bowl 22, 34.3 points. Also the most rushing yards ever in a Super Bowl. Timmy Smith, one of the most random performances of all time. Um, Antonio Freeman, Green Bay Packers, Super Bowl 32. 33.6 fantasy points, 11th most all time. There's a tie at 12, 
Dan Ross of the Bengals, Super Bowl 16, 33.4 fantasy points, tied with Joe Montana, who is the only other quarterback on this list, 33.4 fantasy points back in Super Bowl 24. And then you have Emmett Smith at 15th in Super Bowl 28, 31.8 fantasy points. And Ricky Waters, Super Bowl 29, hit 31.8 points for the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I forgot Max McGee. He tied for 13th at 32.8 points uh, um, on this list as well. So he was actually 13th. The others were 15th. So some interesting names on that list with only, you know, monster six touchdowns out of Steve Young and 40 rushing yards and then five touchdown passes from Montana, the only quarterbacks that got on this list. Yeah, so it tells me right there. I mean, that's just another reason why you're going to use a position player. So – I think it's Tyreek. I mean, Kelsey's fine. You just got, you're hoping that Kelsey's going to be great. I mean, he is, but he is, but you're just hoping when you use him, that Tyreek's not going off or that's the biggest thing you're worried about, I guess, with that. So is Kelsey as valuable because I mean, his value is because he's a tight end in a contest like this, where you could choose anybody and and he's, his point total will be compared to quarterbacks and running backs and receivers. Does he still have that kind of cachet, do you think? Um, I just happen to have DraftKings open as we talk. I mean, mm-hmm. the last six games he's had 22.8 DK points at least, which is better than Tyreek. I think it's better than Mahomes. So, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have – I mean, he doesn't make – he doesn't get 50-yard touchdown passes, but he's outscored in the last six weeks. He's probably outscored those guys more than they've outscored him. So, it's, it's – He's not considered sexy, but I mean, when you catch eight for a hundred every fucking game with a touchdown, I mean, that's, um, it's going to get it done. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that. What about if you had to choose a Tampa Bay Buccaneer to be the captain, who would uh, your captain be on the Tampa Bay side? It comes down to, for me, cause I think they're, I think the chiefs win this game, I guess. So I'm, I've got to base it on that type of type of thinking, um, I lean Godwin between Godwin and Evans. Um, cause Godwin is the more the underneath guy. Evans normally plays on the outside, but I think even in the last game, I'm sure you watched 600 times. Uh, it seems like they, they, they moved Evans inside more in the second half. Well, so you're probably going to see that happen again. Cause they realize that they just can't throw outside on the chiefs. You got to do it in the middle of the field. If you try and they try and throw outside, he's going to Brady's going to throw a pick six. Yeah, Evans had nine targets, but only three catches. Two of those were touchdowns in that previous meeting, and they were really late, too. Like it, That was a weird game because it was a bludgeoning in the first quarter, a bludgeoning. And then you had the, the little uh, uh, pass to, to uh, fuck, Ronald – I think it was Ronald Jones, him or Fournette, that caught the touchdown, and all of a sudden, um, you know, and then, you know, that the game was over still. And then the fourth quarter, just the Buccaneers control, Kansas City looked disinterested, and they kind of snuck back up. So it looks a lot closer than what the game actually was. Not two, Those two touchdowns was Mike Evans. I think it's Mike Evans. Nobody's – he is the goal line touch – you know, goal line receiver. Um, he can – make those big plays down the field because Brady's not going to hit anybody in stride. Like that's not going to happen. You're not going to see like the Tyree kill touchdowns were, you know, great timing, all that. He just throws up and jump 
ball like Godwin against the Packers at 52 yarder was just double coverage and underthrown. Godwin came back, jumped up, made the catch. That's what Evans has to do there. And then he's the goal line receiver too. So I think it has to be Evans, you know, Evans and then maybe Fournette. Cause if somehow Tampa Bay was to come out and just bludgeon him on the ground, which is pot, they, they can do it. They have the offense line and running backs to do it. Right. But and then the defense got lucky or Mahomes just was out of sync or something. We could see a big four net game in, in, if that pace happened. But so I think it's Evans or Fournette, the only two options really in, in for the Buccaneers at captain, at least. Yeah, I mean, they should have, I mean, I, I don't think they will because I think Arians is a bit stubborn, but they should run the ball 30, 35 times. I don't think they do. Oh yeah. I don't, that's the way that's, that would, if I thought they weren't for sure, then I'd give them a chance to be in Kansas city, but I don't see them doing it. Who is, uh, who's your deep sleeper, you know, showdown slate. We got to get weird. You're mentioning you're paying up for the big three. Ideally, who's your, who's your dark horse here? Who's the rando that you'll throw in that you think uh, can provide a decent return. I mean, it's his best game of the year was Gronk had his best game of the year against the chiefs. So I think that's a possible, person i mean i mean other than brand, i mean could you say ronald jones is random no not random enough i, I like it though no i, I think ronald jones kind of makes more sense than fournette because i think he has bigger upside there not as much touchdown upside but you know explosive now that the quad injury is behind him so i do like ronald jones he's right. so isn't he dirt cheap on DraftKings? if i'm not mistaken yeah, he's thirty three hundred. What the fuck happened there? It's eight thousand on Fanduel. Like what? So that probably takes him away. It's going to be chalky because he. I'm just looking at the cheap price guys. I mean, you, this is what fucking DraftKings does. Everybody doesn't believe me all year. Here you go. Every he's going to be a hundred percent owned on DraftKings because their problem is there's nothing to pay down. I mean, I'm just looking at right. the list right now. There's right. nothing. I mean, yeah, they have to. Rob, Jones thirty three hundred and Pringles twenty seven hundred. He's not going to play. Uh, Demarcus Robinson maybe. If he's active, assuming he's active, mm-hmm. I mean Tyler Johnson, but for cute, so we hope he runs two routes. I mean, with Le'Veon Bell, uh, that's that's we never even got to discuss it. He signed there because he didn't want to get, didn't want, Play. didn't want a big workload. That's a fucking sad joke, but pathetic. Um, he's not, he's not going to fucking sniff the ball. McCoy's not going to sniff the ball. I mean, there's, um, there's nothing there in the low end. Look at, at DraftKings. So fading, you're, you're gonna. Have, I mean, you might as well fade Ronald Jones and DraftKings because of the, that's they are forcing you to use them. It's a force. It's just you have to use them. I just don't know if you can fade them. Fade them because I don't know what else you could use. Right. Well, I mean, any anything. I mean, Ronald Jones may have 30 yards total. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's better than anything cheaper than, and that's the problem. Uh, somebody, I mean, there's a Scotty Miller. There is the you know, Tyler Johnson. Scotty Miller is 5,100. <laughs> <laughs> and Ronald Jones is, that's fucking pathetic. Um, I think the best, I, I, here's the way, here's the way I'm going about it in a showdown slate. I want, you have to beat the optimizers. You have to have more exposure to the under the radar guy that the optimizers won't pick up on. And to me, it's Antonio Brown. It is uh, Sammy Watkins and it's Demarcus Robinson because those guys are all injured. I've been sniffing around different places and, and seeing that, and it's even Le'Veon Bell teams that they, they have 
either ruled them out, thrown them out of the optimizer completely in some cases, or they've limited their exposure to them. And those are the guys you have to be overweight. That's the only way you beat, you win at least the million or a, a 300,000. You know, you have to be overweight on the guys that the optimizers aren't going to spit out because they have a lower projection on them because of their questionable tag. You have to use that injury in this uh, matchup against them because I don't, like you, I don't see any real matchup that's really advantageous compared to what, like, I think of Ronald Jones is decent on a Fanduel where he's kind of overpriced at 8,000, but on DraftKings, they're literally forcing you and he'll be 70, 80% owned, no problem. You know what I mean? So it has yeah, to be, I, I don't think Cameron Braid is enough. Like, I just don't think it's, don't think it's enough. I think the only yeah. big, big scoring opportunity, I think Watkins had like 98 yards in last year's Super Bowl. He did something, I mean, he did pretty well from what I recall at least. So like those yeah. are the opportunities or use a kicker. Yeah. Right. I mean, kick, nobody's going to use the Ryan suck up, but if Tampa wins, I guarantee suck up kicks three, four field goals. Does he though? I don't know. Well, yeah. does it score the game. I don't, I don't know if they're going to win. Yeah. You can't beat, you can't beat the chiefs kicking field goals. No, you can't, but if they, that's why I, I don't <laughs> think they do. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. You have to pick that path and go. And <laughs> that's what I mean. You don't want to do that. And but I, mean, I, I will say this, everything changes. And this could happen because I know you put Henny in your article. Yeah, everything. Mahomes gets hurt. This the entire outlook of this game is completely different. Of course. What do you think about doing taking that approach? The siege, using the backup quarterback. I mean, it's always fucking stupid. We all know it, but I mean, there there's something. The reason siege does it every time in a showdown slate because it theoretically can't happen and if you've got the other quarterback doesn't even need to do very well but you've got all those points you're not only eliminating all the Mahomes teams you're also taking on whatever a Chad Henney would do so what, what do you think about that, that, that I hate it I think it's dumb <laughs> yeah I mean it's not necessary <laughs> it's like DraftKings like Henny, I think is 6,000 so that's just stupid you're wasting money and he's 5,000 on FanDuel but the pricing isn't as tight well it's a throwaway lineup it's I know but doing it if you're used if you're going this is I'd how many like, lineups I, would you do before you would consider it at least I'd rather take money and just throw it at a stripper or something I don't know oh yeah who wouldn't shit <laughs> wait is that on the table is that part of our plan we could just do that fuck this Super Bowl shit we could just do that <laughs> I mean take it to the club yeah just take dollars and just light them on fire. That's what I'd rather do than knowingly put a lineup in there with a backup quarterback. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, right now, I'm going to talk about something. Stat Hero, our sponsor, just released. It's never happened before. It's the first daily fantasy sports book, and it's now live. That's right. Sounds exciting, don't it? It's called Rivals, and it is a DFS sports book. Here's how it works. Stat Hero will post a lineup for a head-to-head matchup against the house. So it's just you choosing the matchup. Take it on. You choose whatever stakes you want, whatever dollar amount. You win and you double whatever you put up. Those maniacs at Stat Hero are changing the game again. First, it was their fantasy-based survivor pools. Amazing. Now you can play the house one-on-one in a daily fantasy contest. This has never happened before in the DFS space. No more competing with thousands of other lineups. No more impossible odds. No more sharks. You don't have to worry about what Ted Schuster's doing, anybody. Take more control of your DFS fate. Stat Heroes Daily Fantasy Sportsbook is the next chapter in DFS we've all been asking for. Use the promo code ELITE, 
E-L-I-T-E for a 25% match on your first deposit. And now you can play Stat Hero from any mobile device or desktop at StatHero.com. Also highly recommend the app. It is fantastic. You get in on the NBA. If you're listening to this either on Thursday or before NBA starts on Friday, I'm telling you there's a $10 contest on stat hero for Friday's NBA and it, they chose you go against stat hero stat hero chose the Suns on this one, Ted. And that they're, they chose the Suns at home against Detroit, which is like, okay, but you've got, you know, the Clippers, Boston, you've got fucking Brooklyn, Toronto, you've got, uh, I know Milwaukee's playing, uh, you know, shitty competition against Cleveland. Like, there's a lot of bangers. Washington's playing Miami. To me, that's kind of, there's like four different teams I'd stack against that Phoenix Suns team on uh, Friday night. I'm just saying. I'll take your word for it. I haven't even looked to see who's playing on Friday night, but yeah, Phoenix Suns seems like an interesting choice. Yeah, it's a beatable, it's a winnable game. It's fucking free dollars, in my opinion. So uh, again, elite is the promo code if you want to go and, start and uh, get after that. All right, Ted, let's put it on tape. Our um, we talked about our DFS value. If you had to choose one, give me one final word on a DFS value play. Who is it? Um, I'm going to use Fanduel because there's no value on DraftKings, evidently. except for Ronald Jones. Yeah, I'll say Hardman. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much where I'd go to. Um, mm, yeah, I mean Hardman's the good one. I, I'm gonna I'll throw it out there. And I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there and I'll say Antonio Brown, throw Antonio Brown out. Um, it, it's, he's not going to play full complement of snaps. It's just about making a big play for a, you know, at a lower ownership. And that's about, that's probably where I'd go with that one. Um, favorite bet or prop bet on Super Bowl. 55 here ted schuster by the way our uh, elite sports betting.com where we have our uh, complete um super bowl betting guide it's got everything you need from pools to picks to how to's all that good stuff over there as well so get in on that ted uh, give me one bet that you'll make for super bowl 55 short and sweet chiefs minus three it's i think they roll and uh, I agree with Ted, by the way, it's one of the bets I have, but get it at three, just do it. Like it's three and a half in some places, but you could still get it. I think at both Fandle and DraftKings right now, minus three, just get it. Just do it now. Don't wait. Cause the, I mean, the money, the smart money is going to just pour in chiefs and three is no brainer. So um, I agree with that one. I'll give you one more. Give me Tom Brady over, 0.5 of an interception. That means he throws one interception. Some one, minus 120 only, but he's going to do that. Chiefs will get up big. He'll have to throw. He, he's throwing an interception. This team loves to take the ball away too, Ted. I I think that's a no brain. That should have been one and a half, in my opinion. Yeah, they they rarely do one and a half unless it's like I don't know. Yeah, Jameis Winston last year and shit. Or Jake yeah. Locker, maybe, but Jake Locker back. Look at you and big old days. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I I would take the I would take the over the one. He'll throw at least one interception. I agree with that. All right, and our official Super Bowl Fifty Five prediction. You think the Chiefs win here, Ted? Uh, give me the score. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs thirty four, the Tampa Bay Bucks twenty. 
34 to 20. I'm going right along those lines as well. I'm just going to go 30 to 17. Chiefs with the victory there. So we're, we're basically in the exact right spot. Exactly. Yeah. And I hope I just, I'm glad it's only three, two, because I think the Chiefs win by a touchdown or more, but the Chiefs have been great at getting backdoored all season long. Yeah. They, uh, they constantly do that shit, man. They constantly do that. It's, uh, it's weird. They seem almost disinterested at times. And that, that is what stood out besides Carlton Davis and Tyreek and them fucking with them. Besides that, what stood out to me in that previous matchup, but again, it's only 70 days ago, it's two months. It's really not that long. It's not like they played in week three and these are, oh, I'm a different man right now. No, it's, it, it is that can't say just let them come back. And that's the one thing you worry about because Tom Brady will do that. No question about it. Uh, remember over at fantasyguru.com, if you guys want to, are you thinking about you're staying in, maybe you don't have a big Super Bowl party or anything. I've got my ultimate fantasy football pool or I should say ultimate Super Bowl pool up there. You can download it. You can copy it. You can print it out. You can have it at your own parties. Ted, we've done this every Super Bowl party I've ever done. You've done many ultimate pools before. Yes. Even, yeah. yeah even since somebody else stole the idea, but yeah. Yes. They, many people have <laughs> stolen the idea and yes, some former workers of ours just stole the idea, but whatever it's up there. Fantasyguru.com. If you guys are looking some, for something to do, some pool to do uh, to keep the game interesting, both the, the pregame, the real football stuff, the halftime stuff, the commercial stuff. It's all part of the ultimate Super Bowl pool over there. Fantasyguru.com. Get there. Download it. Have some fun with that one. Uh, Ted, any final words before we let the kiddies go? Uh, no, I just hope the hope Brady doesn't win. That's all I can say. I don't <laughs> want to hear about it. Oh, what do you know? Ted rooting against somebody. Well, we've come full circle, everybody, at this podcast, on this episode. Ted started out hating everybody. He ends up hating against people as well. Remember to follow Ted Schuster on Twitter at Ted Schuster. He and I can be heard. Well, I can be heard every weekday on Sirius XM's Fantasy Sports Radio, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Ted's on Tuesdays and Fridays with me. Ray Flowers is on Wednesdays, solo on Mondays and Thursdays. Appreciate you guys downloading, subscribing, commenting. The feedback has been phenomenal. Uh, any topics, conversations, guests you want me to take on in future episodes of this podcast, we are here for you. And I know they like when Ted Schuster's on. I don't know why people like you, Ted. I really don't get it. But the audience you really like my negativity. <laughs> you tap into that common man, I guess, or that common hater or angry person. Who knows? Oh, the man of the people. Phil Backert loves when you say that. Man of the people. Ted Schuster, everybody. Follow me at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans on other social media outlets. Uh, appreciate you guys downloading. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll be back with an all-new episode next week for the great Ted Schuster. This is Jeff Mans. You may agree with something or maybe everything we said during today's podcast, and that's all right. I, because it was one man's opinion. See you tomorrow, everybody.